Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here, where are you talking? Now you talking with by yourself, we tell you it's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you okay? I will, I will let you talk. Kayode, Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Let's talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would, would, would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at 3. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Happy Democracy Day, Nigeria. If you've been here, if you've been locked in, you've been listening to show after show after show talk to you about Nigeria's democracy. The first step in exercising your democratic rights, by the way, is staying alive to do it. We now have over 14,500 cases of COVID-19 in Nigeria. We have had 387 people die from this virus. So please don't become one of them. Mask up. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. Sanitize your hands. If you wear a disposable mask when you get home, Destroy the mask so that some people will not buy it and resell it. It's happening. The commissioner... Uh, for police here in Lagos told us that some people are doing that. The second step to exercise your democratic rights is to keep yourself informed. Only an informed electorate can make the right choices. And that's why I give you the hard facts every day. I am helping you preserve democracy. You're welcome. I've got a great show for you today. It's Friday, so we're starting with Global Review, Global Big Three. Let's talk about the death of the president of Burundi. Then let's talk about the U.S. government's response to the Black Lives Matter protests. A top general just apologized to America for walking with President Trump to a photo op after protesters were tear-gassed. And then let's talk about election problems in the U.S. state of Georgia. They held primaries this week and they had lots of disruptions and really long queues. Remember, you can answer our big three questions on Twitter. We are at Nigeria Info FM on Twitter. We are on Facebook as well, where we're streaming this conversation. So please share your thoughts with us. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. After a global review, we're going to bring you ideas with Ayobe and then Public Square with Agogo Obo, Rochimi Sankare. And then we'll wrap up the show with music and moments with Ifangi and Sam. Of course, at the top of every hour, we have news updates for you and you need to listen to every minute of today's show so that you can win when we start to play just a minute. But right now, Global Review. This, this is Global Review on Hard Facts. Here are the big three stories in the world this week. Wasn't Kurunziza wrong not to lock Burundi down? Is Donald Trump politicizing the U.S. Army? 
What do the Georgia primaries teach us about election problems during a, pl- a pandemic? Let's get into these stories. Our first story is the death of Pierre Nkurunziza, the president of Burundi. He was 55 years old. The government says he died of a heart attack, but in Burundi and in neighboring countries, many observers and unconfirmed reports say it was COVID-19. Kenya's Spectator newspaper is reporting that Nkurunziza's wife is in the country being treated for COVID-19. She was flown in right before her husband died. Now, remember, Burundi did not lock down to fight COVID-19. The entire country just kept working like nothing was happening. Nkurunziza said COVID-19 was not a problem. At one point, his spokesperson said, quote, Burundi has signed a special covenant with God, whether you believe it or not, end of quote. Kind of like how some Nigerian states said that uh, they won't see COVID-19 because their name is in the Bible. <laughs> so yeah, Burundi stayed open. But not only that, they even held elections. We talked about that right here on Global Review a few weeks ago. Remember? Burundi! is holding elections in five days. And the WHO thinks it's a bad idea. That's our second story. Burundi is in the middle of campaign season. They started holding uh, rallies last week. The president held a mega rally to support the guy that he wants to replace him. And immediately after that, that rally, the WHO representative in the country said, rallies are not a good idea. And now, one week later, The Burundi government has told him to leave. They're expelling him. And they're expelling three other top WHO officials as well. Now, this was a few weeks ago, right? I played you a clip from May the 15th. Last month, he held those elections. He held mega rallies. The kind of rallies that WHO told him was a bad idea. He kicked them out about those rallies. Remember all of that. And now he's dead. And his wife is in the hospital. But hey, Burundi has a special covenant with God, right? Now, we are preparing for elections here in Nigeria right now. Ondo and Edo have goober elections. And I want to ask if you think it's a good idea. By the way, yesterday, 19 Ondo APC officials went to Abuja to pick up Governor Kredolu's nomination form. 19. So, first of all, where is the social distancing? Second of all, didn't government ban interstate travel except for transporting food and essential goods? How did 19 politicians get from Akure to Abuja? Abi are nomination forms now essential goods. Anyway. Let's move to Edo. Remember last week I told you how Edo APC is arguing about which type of primary is safer, direct or indirect. The governor wants di- uh, indirect. Ize Yamu wants uh, direct. But all of them still shall want election. Nobody has said, hmm, this election, hmm, you should say go safe, so. Every day you go on social media, people are tweeting about how they've lost their sense of taste, sense of smell. You talked about it with uh, Joyce uh, two weeks ago, how you've lost your sense of taste, sense of smell. 
She told you how she'd lost her sense of taste, sense of smell. But nobody who wants to have an election in Nigeria is asking themselves, hmm, you shall say you go safe. But on the other hand, Lagos, what's the alternative? Let's say that we postpone the elections because of COVID-19. What happens when the current governor's term expires, but there has been no election? Will the governor just stay on or will he vacate the seat and let the Speaker of the House of Assembly step in as acting governor? And for how long will that happen? So you see, we are in very new territory here and there are no easy answers. It seems to be a choice between one, holding elections and spreading the virus and two, postpone the elections and trigger a constitutional crisis. So we're having to choose between public health and the constitution. Just like we chose between public health and the economy. Which one would you choose? Seriously, which would you choose between public health and the constitution? Which would you choose? Should elections happen during COVID-19 pandemic? What do you think about Nkurunziza's death? What do you think about his refusal to implement a lockdown? His spokesperson said that Burundi has a special covenant with God. What do you say? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM. And of course, um, there's Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And yes, I want to read from you on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Thanks for calling me. Hello. Hello. 99.3. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? I'm Ernest. Ernest, good to have you on the show. Which one would you choose, public health or the constitution? Is this a question that one needs to think to time before he answers? I don't know. Which would you choose? No, no. It's the public health we should be considered because there's no way we could keep spreading this virus. Every day, the thing keeps increasing. This is a, another road that wants to give the coronavirus to keep spreading. So let's all sit back and think. It's not caring about this politics and politics. Fine. We need it. We need politics too, but this is not what we should be. Oh, unfortunately, I lost the connection to Ernest, but thanks for calling me. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? My name is uh, Grandma Success. Grandma Success, welcome to the show. So, Ernest has chosen uh, public health. Which one do you choose, public health or the constitution? I choose uh, public health. Okay. Uh, this election now, there is something on ground. Mm. They don't supposed to do the election. They're supposed to respond everything because they have postponed other things. Mm. Why should they do election? Mm. At this point in time, that everybody, they say everybody should sit at home and uh, stay uh, distance. Mm. At that election day, are they going to sit uh, distance or stand distance? You know how election used to be. Mm -hmm. They don't have to uh, hold the election. 
Thank you, Grandma, for calling me. Grandma Success says, um, I choose public health. But also, there's the issue of what the alternative is. What's the alternative? Yes, I hear you on the public health matter, but what's the alternative? If we postpone the elections like we've postponed everything else, what happens when the current governor's term expires? 99.3. Hello. Hello. What's your name, sir? is my name. Good to have you on the show. Yes. My intake is a restaurant of a drug. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pity that uh, the the ruler of uh, APC, Oshimole, they try to change uh, so many issues. How will it take indirect in Odo and take direct in Edo? Why uh, uh, I don't use it the same formula for all the whole state. Yeah, but that's not the conversation we're having, though. Whether they have direct or they have indirect, they are going to have elections, period. And the question is, should election happen during the COVID-19 pandemic? 99.3. Hello. Hello, how are you? Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Uh, my, my name is John. Good to have you on the show. Uh, it's a shame that those are called the shots in our elections. I don't think of the health of the people before they were stand to gain. You see, now they are alive and they vote now. <laughs> but what's the alternative? What can we go do when the uh, tenure of the governor expire? Right now, we're caught between the devil and the big blue. Exactly. Choose public health and trigger a constitutional crisis. Hmm. And ignore public health and Thanks for calling me, Jonathan. On WhatsApp, um, I have a question. What killed Nkurunziza? From the first time I started listening, I have not heard you inform us the cause of his death. Actually, I did inform you the cause of his death. The state government says he died of a heart attack. But a lot of observers and uh, neighboring countries and uh, unconfirmed reports say it was COVID-19. I did inform you what killed him. All right, let's move on to our second story. Our second story is about democracy in America and the Black Lives Matter protests. Remember, all our stories are about democracy today. So you already know that all over America... People are protesting against police killing black people. Last week, Monday, one of the protests took place near the White House, where the president lives and works. And during the protest, the peaceful protest, President Trump decided to leave the White House and walk to a nearby church to take a photo holding up a Bible. And so to clear the way for him to pass, 
the police attacked the protesters. They sprayed tear gas at them and they used force to disperse them. And a lot of Americans have condemned the move. Even Trump's supporters, Pat Robertson, for instance, he's a, he's a, a televangelist. And he said, quote, you just don't do that. The backlash is so bad that even Trump's staff are dissociating themselves. And part of the backlash has been against the military. Why? Because one of the people who walked with Trump that day was the top military officer in the country, General Mark Milley. And guess what? General Milley apologized. Listen to him yourself. As senior leaders... Everything you do will be closely watched, and I am not immune. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week, that sparked a national debate about the role of the military in civil society. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. As a commissioned uniformed officer, it was a mistake that I have learned from. And I sincerely hope we all can learn from it. We who wear the cloth of our nation come from the people of our nation. And we must hold dear the principle of an apolitical military that is so deeply rooted in the very essence of our republic. So you have General Milley acknowledging that the military shouldn't be seen taking part in political events. In a democracy people need to see that their military doesn't have a hand in politics at all. And my God, it made me start thinking about Nigeria. Remember before the last election? Remember the day President Muhammad Buhari launched his campaign manifesto and all the service chiefs attended the event? Remember how some people complained about it, but other people said, what's the big deal? And of course, the service chiefs never said sorry. And here you have in America, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So basically, the chairman of the service chiefs. And he's saying sorry for making democracy look bad. It's a serious food for thought. And speaking of service chiefs, the U.S. Senate just confirmed the first ever black service chief in American history. The first one. I know somebody's going to call me and ask me, Sandra, ah, but they was calling Powell. Well, General Powell wasn't a service chief. He was chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, just like General Milley. But he wasn't actually chief of a military branch like the army or the navy or the air force or the marines. This new guy, General Charles Brown of the air force, is now the chief of the air force. Trump nominated him some months ago and now the Senate has confirmed him. Now this could be a coincidence but at the same time... We are suddenly seeing a lot of moves to make black Americans happy. Suddenly, a lot of states and cities are passing laws to better regulate their police. 
Basically, they're doing all the things that black people have been asking for for decades. And people were acting like these things, I beg, they're not, impos- they're not uh, important. They're impossible. It cannot happen. It doesn't matter. I beg, go and sit down. Now, suddenly, after a couple of weeks of serious, widespread protest, mountains are being moved. There's a bill in the House of Reps for the federal government to clamp down on civil rights abuses by local police. The Chattanooga police in Tennessee is now making it mandatory for police officers to stop their colleagues in the act if they violate civil rights. Minneapolis City Council is removing funding from the police and redirecting it to community outreach programs. And that's just government. In the private sector, people are waking up as well. NASCAR, the car racing league, is banning the Confederate flag. The Confederate uh, Confederate flag is offensive to black people. And they're banning it. Vogue, the fashion magazine, has apologized for marginalizing black people for decades. If you are on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you're probably seeing a lot of people Photoshop themselves into a Vogue cover. And it's because their CEO said, oh, she did not realize that she had not been uh, tapping into the black creatives resource she had at her organization. And she got a lot of backlash for saying that. And then she came out to apologize for marginalizing black people for decades. Suddenly, everybody is agreeing that there is a problem and they're working to fix it. Now, remember, black people have been voting in America for decades. But it took just two weeks of protests to see change in the things that they have been complaining about. So, yeah, you know, I have to ask you, is voting enough? Is democracy all about voting? Is it just about every four years, line up, choose your officials? Or is what we are seeing in America right now also part of democracy? Can you have a true democracy if people cannot come on the streets and protest massively against injustice? 0700-993-993-993. And then let's bring it home to Nigeria. Why do Nigerians not sustain protests like we're seeing in America right now? I'm not talking about 200 people going to Ego Square or Freedom Fountain. Uh-uh. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of people in hundreds of towns going out to march Day after day after day after day. Why don't we sustain protests in Nigeria? And you say, oh, they'll kill us. They'll lock us up. They're locking people up in America. They're tear gassing them in America. They're shooting rubber bullets. People have suffered brain damage. People have lost their eyes as a result of of the rubber bullets. And yet the protests have continued. And they're seeing the changes that they want to see. Oh, in Lebanon, same thing. Since October, they've been protesting. Why don't we sustain protests in Nigeria? 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Hello, Grandma Sussex. Welcome back. Thank you. 
you know all these things that you are saying. Hmm. They will understand. Our government, we don't have democracy government. Ha, for God's sake, my people, you people supposed to know. We are under military, military administration. Because if boys will rise up and go for this, uh, 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 this uh, 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 protest, who will they go to? Where will order the military people to, to kill all of them? Trump ordered uh, military to come and stop the protests, ordered uh, police to you. tear gas them, and yet they're still protesting. So what's the Good. difference between us and them? Good. Those people have the mind. Our youth doesn't have mind. Hmm. See how people, how, see, uh, how are killing people? Who will come out to do that? My dear, this uh, Nigerian is, we're tired. We are tired of Nigeria. Nobody will come out because you know what you will suffer. Talk less of if you talk in your house. People will direct people to come and carry you. They will not, never, nobody will see that person again. Before we used to do that, students will rise up in the AA and do protests. Whatever that is not good to mm. them. Mm. But today, Nigeria is not Nigeria of before. We have another different Nigeria. We are under military, uh, we are not under democracy. That is why people are saying uh, uh, we are happy that we have, today is democracy day. My dear, I don't, I'm not happy. Because that democracy day, I was, a preg- I was pregnant. Mm. And I know how much I suffered. If I remember it, what will make me happy? Please, Sandra, mm. we are tired in this nation. Let them talk another thing. Any time that anybody dies, mm. let the person go. But let righteousness continue. Shabi, you said that uh, uh, Troth mm. went to church mm. with Bible. Mm. But to see what is happening in our nation. In our nation. If you carry Bible or you are you are Christian, you are not a human being. Look at our leaders. How many Christians are there? Sandra, my dear, one name why. I beg, leave all these things that we are saying. We thank you people in this media. It's where we speak our mouth. And all that we are speaking, do they hear it? Hmm. He doesn't hear it. Let Nigeria continue, but I know that one day, God in heaven will relieve us from this for evil hands. Thank you. Thank you, Grandma Success. Do you agree with Grandma Success? I, I don't agree with Grandma Success. I, I do not. Uh, you have the situation with Trump where uh, he took that Bible. He went to the church simply to go and snap picture with Bible. It wasn't a Christian thing. You have all their pastors and their priests condemning what he did. They said to him, basically, the church is not a prop. And then uh, Grandma Success also talked about, oh, young people are not uh, doing it as much anymore. Uh, they don't have mind. Is that true of Nigeria's youth? Do you not have 
have mind? Is that what that is? Huh? 0700-993-993-993. I'm very curious uh, what your thoughts are on this second story. Do you think voting is enough? Do you think democracy is all about voting? Is it just about every four years, line up and choose your officials? Or is it what we are seeing in Hong Kong right now? By the way, police have been cracking down. I mean, Hong Kong is in China. There's nowhere as repressive as China, even though Hong Kong practices democracy. And because they practice democracy, that's why they've been protesting for months for months, police has arrested them, has killed some, has hurt them, has tear gassed them, and yet they continue to protest. What is it about us in Nigeria that makes us unable to sustain protests? 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This, this is Global Review on Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. It's 25 minutes to four. And I have some breaking news. APC panel disqualifies Obaseki from primary election. APC panel disqualifies Obaseki from primary election. We're going to bring you details of that story as soon as we have them. But you heard it here first on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm still asking, is voting enough? Is voting enough? Is democracy all about voting? Is it just about every four years, line up to choose your officials? Or is what we're seeing in America also part of democracy? Can you have a true democracy if people cannot come on the streets and protest massively against injustice? And then when you bring it home to a place like Nigeria, you have to ask why Nigerians do not sustain protests. Because, see, America is far. Hong Kong is far. Remember what happened in Sudan? Ah, you remember what happened in Sudan? Why can we not sustain protests? I'm not talking about 200 people going to Eagle Square or going to Freedom Fountain. Hundreds of thousands of people in hundreds of towns going out to march day after day after day or are we simply content to just you know call a radio station and complain felix from balogun says you need to see thousands of people uh trunking themselves close tight without mask i'm not even showing concern but just want to shop felix i'm not sure what the point you're trying to make is we've got uh, this person who says hi in the 90s we used to protest as students the government of america understands the rights of the people they only spread rubber bullets and tear gas our government does not understand our rights by now they would have murdered thousands of people stanley from Okota says, well, America hasn't murdered thousands, but they've hurt a lot of people. Rubber bullets are not fatal, but American police are targeting the eyes of the protesters. And when you shoot bullets inside person's eye, a lot of them have gone blind in one eye as a result of those bullets. Some people have suffered brain damage as a result of those bullets. We saw on TV a 75-year-old man pushed down by police and he he cracked his skull and he's currently brain damaged as a result of that fall. So all over the world where people protest, the state doesn't like it. The state fights back. Why is it that it's only in Nigeria that we 
you know, focus on the state fighting back and we use that as a reason to not fight. And then we say, oh, we're tired. We protested when we're students. Black Americans in America have been protesting since before 1960. By the 60s, it became more and more organized. But black Americans have been fighting for their rights, fighting from their, for, for their freedom for a very long time. And that's why I get so upset when Nigerians want to talk about black Americans in America. You have no idea. Small military, everybody don't pack up guhas. Oh, I can't die. Oh, I can't kill myself. But these people have been suffering all kinds of oppression in America and they continue to fight. Imagine how 1960 to 2020, how many years is that? At least. We're not even talking about the fights in the 80s. There's something I want you to Google. I want you to Google Black Wall Street. Like seriously, whip out your Google and look up Black Wall Street. You're going to see something. You're going to read about it. And you'll see how much these people have fought. And for how long they've been fighting. And they never tire. Why would they tire? The oppression we're talking about, how long did it happen for? How long did it happen for? Has it happened for as long as it did with Americans, Black Americans, African Americans in America? Let me come back to WhatsApp. 080-959-75805. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. I never agree with grandma. Let's protest and leave religion aside. With churches, we're still poor. God will not fight for us. We have to fight for ourselves. God has already done it. Thank you. My name is Nelson from Aja. Uh, we have another message here. Nigerians are cowards. We are all keyboard warriors, paper tigers. Franklin from Magodo says. Is that what it is? So all our grand grand are for mouth. Sandra, I saw the video of how Trump was coming out with a Bible. And one of the protestants throwing a stone at him, which made those office officers uh, to spray tear gas. Mosun uh, from Ojodu claims. All right, Mosun, I've not seen that video. Please, if you have it, send it across to me. Uh, good evening, Sandra. Grandma's success was once a youth. She's fa she failed to face her fear for us, the next generation. And most of us were taught the same way. Nobody wants to die, but we all want to go to heaven. That is the case in Nigeria. Gabriel from Bagada says, we've got more messages here. Sandra, I think poverty and lack of unity of purpose is why we cannot sustain the protests. Our government is brutal. People will push you into it and go back. Abiola is a typical example. A government that cannot provide ordinary palliative. Besides this, USA is advanced democracy. Benga says, hmm. Ah, is that it? U.S. is more advanced. That's why. Our government is brutal. That's why. Okay. Good afternoon, Sandra. Kayode from Ikpaja says, Nigerians will begin to sustain protests only when Nigerians are tired of both the APC and the PDP. Both Jonathan and Buhari use the military as personal bodyguards. In short, Nigerians don't know the meaning of democracy yet. More messages coming in via WhatsApp. And this is because the phone lines are crazy. I think everybody's trying to call the phone lines because they think I'm about to play just a minute. I'm not playing it just a minute yet. So let's talk about the stories on Global Big 3 today for now. Uh, so, uh, we've got uh, Ordinary NLC treats... Um 
Ordinary NLC threats of strikes these days are called off 10 minutes to midnight. Protests cannot be sustained because many people that will protest will eventually be bought over with crumbs because majority of the citizenry is poor and unemployed. In my opinion, it should not be held because an election contradicts all the precautionary measures adopted to stem COVID-19. Let me take your thoughts off of Facebook. You can share uh, your thoughts on Facebook with us. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. You can tweet at us at Nigeria Info FM and of course send us um, uh, a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 080 959 75805. 080-959-75805. Ohabiro on Facebook says, um, it's so sad to hear how our political elites are handling the whole COVID-19 pandemic. This is a pointer to what is yet to be uncovered in the future. Clint SS says, nobody will protest because everybody's afraid to die. Rashid Akimbiton says, public health is more important than the election because if the virus is spreading and more people die, the governors cannot rule or lead the dead. Uh, Chukuma says, you asked how we can sustain protest in Nigeria? Sandra, when I was young, I used to see massive protests against the military administration. Those protests were staged by our current politicians. During President Olusegun and Goodluck Jonathan's tenure, we saw massive protests and no one will arrest or do anything to you. Let's try it today. Have you forgotten the Abuja protests against the administration? How did it end my sister? Nobody is ready to die. If you are not, a, if you are not ready to die for what you believe in, should you be complaining about not getting what it is you think that you deserve? I'm just asking a question. Our third story text, uh, takes us to an election in a nation in crisis. Widespread irregularities have marred the polls with the ethnic minority complaining of marginalization. Many polling centers remain closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic that has ravaged this mostly rural state. This has led to long wait times to vote, with locals queuing for hours and counting of ballots stretching well into the night. It's America. <laughs> it's America that has cut out like this. <laughs> All the problems that we normally have in Africa during elections, they had them in Georgia this week. And some Americans are worried because this Georgia election was a primary just like the primary where Obaseki has been disqualified by the APC. It was a primary. It's not even the main general election. So some Americans are asking, what will now happen in November? When nationwide, they will have presidential election and congressional elections on the same day. So what was the problem? Like I said, there weren't enough polling units. It happened for two reasons. First, the governor did not provide enough money for the primaries. In America, the parties don't run their own primaries. Government runs the primaries, state and local government. That way, government can make sure that there is no magumagu. By the way, would you like that system here in Nigeria? I don't know. Anyway, the, the governor did not bring money. And then they did not have enough staff for the polling units because of COVID-19. Staff no Greek can work because they don't want to catch COVID. But they had other issues as well. Apparently, they changed the voting machines right before the primary. Remember, they used partial electronic voting. 
and apparently lots of people did not how to did not know how to use the the, the new machines including staff so even the polling unit officials did not know how to work the machines I saw a woman tweeting about how she got uh, to her unit to vote and the machine wasn't set up. And she had to teach the polling unit officials how to set it up because she happened to be tech savvy. A voter. This is happening in America. So we're seeing that even in America, people are having difficulties learning to use electronic voting. Do you think it's going to be easier or harder here in Nigeria? And then the last big problem in Georgia was the, uh, the, the absentee voting, the mail-in ballots. You know, in America, people can choose to vote from home. The government will send you the ballot, uh, ballot paper by post. You fill it, you put in a special envelope, and you send it back. They keep it, and then on, on election day, they count it along with the others. But apparently, in Georgia this time, the number of absentee ballots were far higher than usual. That's, of course, because of COVID. More people are worried about going outside. But the problem is, government did not plan for that. So, government did not have enough people on ground to count the absentee ballots. And so, what did you have happening? It, it, it brings up, it, it contributed to all of the problems that um, happened with Georgia's elections. And that's why you saw so many people queuing up for up to 10 hours to vote. And it makes me want to go back to our first uh, story. We talked about Burundi holding elections, even though WHO said it was unsafe. Now, we're seeing even in America, holding elections during the pandemic has been difficult. And we're seeing so many Americans choosing to vote by post. Now, of course, we don't have that option here in Nigeria. The Edo and Ondob APC members who will vote in the Guba primaries are going to have to do it outside. They're going to have to go outside to do it in the middle of a pandemic. And my question is, do you think INEC and NCDC are thinking about the problems that this will bring? Because we're seeing that even America, who tends to be more prepared than we are, had a disastrous election because of COVID-19. Will Edo and Ondo fare better? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993-993. Hello? 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 Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Three stories on Global Big Three today. Which one do you want to talk about? I'm talking about the election. Okay. What do you think about the problems that Georgia faced? Okay, the door election is it's one, it's a choice. Anyone that wants to die should go out and vote. If you don't want to die, say, you say that you are home. Then that of uh, protest, we, those people that are protesting and succeeding, they are in, they are in uh, democracy. We, we are in military regime, so we cannot protest. Today is democracy day, we're not a military regime. It's, it's just uh, by, uh, 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 in, in practice, 
in theory, and practical. We protested when we were in actual military regime. Why are we not protesting now that we are in a democracy? By that time, by that time, uh, by that time the type of person that we are there is not the, the one that we are seeing today. Uh, Everybody, most of, every, almost all the youth, they are afraid of the man in, 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 in the head. So they are not... They can't put if if the youths cannot do it, why can't the older people do it? Why are we older, why are we waiting for the youths to do it? Majority of, majority of the elderly uh, people are already bought down, so they can't do anything until when this man left the office before you see protests again in this country. All right, thanks for calling me. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Yeah, Lukman from um, Yabat. Lukman, it's Democracy Day. We've got three stories. Which one do you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm surprised about... Uh, I just tuned in right now and I'm surprised to hear that Obaseki has been uh, removed um, and sacked uh, from UPC. Yeah, he... Well, okay. <laughs> I guess you can see that like that. <laughs> well... That one is on that, that one is on one side. Hmm. So as for the Georgia versus Nigeria election... Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm looking at is from here is that Nigeria was able to tackle the Ebola crisis and America crisis. So maybe this is just one of those times that Nigeria has to do well. Hmm, I see. Okay, so, so you know, we did some things better than them. So maybe this is one of those those things we can do better. Huh? Yeah, one of those things <laughs> we get lucky again and we use it as a as a political score point. Luck. I like how we're making plans with luck. Thank you for calling me. Ninety nine point three. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening. What's your name? I'm Ebuka here. Yeah. Ebuka, good to have you on the show. Yeah. Though I sent the message on WhatsApp, I just tried to see if you see, boy, if you think. So, <laughs> this case, <laughs> go and die. Eh, my sister. Hmm. I got to my brother Jesus. If you want to know again. But this thing is funny. We are practicing, just like what you've been reading out, we are practicing theory. Never work. Eh? Because I sent you water that CBCSA, they support their protesters. Hmm? They even to healthcare, they pay their citizens. Who they do here for Nigeria? Show where they show where they talk yesterday. Who they talk about that one again? And another big problem here is that we are fighting in diversity. There is no one identity we get. Everyone has a five point pocket. Until we come to this point whereby we are fighting one cause. All right, thank you for calling me. But you see, the African-Americans who are fighting in America, you think they're united? They're not united. There are some people who think they shouldn't be fighting. There are some people who are like uh, Candace Owens. You should look her up. There are people who are like her. But you have more people who have united behind a cause. What is the one cause that can make us unite? Yes, even when we unite, there are still still people who will say, hey, no, I cannot do this against my brother. Oh, I cannot do this against my church member or my mosque member. Oh, I cannot do this against my whatever, whatever they want to talk about. But more people should be able to unite behind one cause. What is that one thing? What is that one thing? Honestly, what is that one thing? On WhatsApp, Sandra, my name is Jesse Jiga, son of an architect from Ijesha. The reason why protests in Nigeria don't last is because we are cowards. We're afraid to die when we have nothing to live for. 
Our youths only make noise on Twitter and they sleep and they drop hashtags. That's why our leaders laugh at our stupidity. I teach government in schools. When I read how the military men took over the civilian government, they were young, vibrant soldiers, young boys. Our today's youth are only thinking of having sexual intercourse, organ enlargement and turning to keep out warriors. No wonder they were themed lazy. We are waiting for celebrities to lead the way. Shame on us. Why are we waiting for the youths to do it? If more than four people who have commented on the show today have said, our youths are failed us, they are failed us, they just want to be keep out warriors. You that is an old man or old woman, lead the way. Wasn't Moses old when he led the children of Egypt out of, uh, children of Israel out of Egypt? He was an old man when he did that. Why can't you lead the way? If the young have failed, the old should lead the way yet again. Shame the young into doing the right thing. Abi, how you see him? Sandra, Nigerians have been impoverished. The politicians will call all the leaders of the protest to a meeting, bribe them, and when they come out of the meeting, you see them change their words. And when people don't listen the following day, you won't see the protest leaders and government will start killing. Park of betrayals. Okay. They killed Martin Luther King. He was assassinated. It did not end the civil rights movement. In fact, it made people angry. Why can't we transfer that same behavior to when we feel like the leaders of the protests or the organizations have sold out? Why doesn't it make us angry? Angry enough to sustain the protest. Why does it make us say, ah, I don't try, I'll make a degrees. Hello, Sandra. The only protest that can work is when all civil servants decide to down tools and refuse to work, Vincent from Ikorudu says. All right, Vincent, thank you for sending that message in. Kelly from Ogeri says, please let the public know that Reverend King in America protested without violence but achieved a lot. Most of the present protesters are looting, destroying, especially black properties. Sandra don't take sides. Kelly from Ogeri, that is false. Most of the protesters are not looting. Most of the protesters are protesting. Some of the protesters are looting. And nobody supports looting. If you loot, you are breaking the law. And the police should arrest you and charge you for doing that. If you're rioting, that's breaking the law as well. But see, you can't say, oh, most of the uh, protests that Martin Luther King did was peaceful. It still got him assassinated. It still did. It still got him assassinated. Okay, Lagos. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for on the show today. So we're going to call it a wrap.